I was expecting, you know, a roaring applause. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. The Drop Back with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Drop Back Podcast. I'm your host this week, Joe Costanzo. I'm joined, as ever, by two of the three legends Samuel Lewis. Hey, Joe. And back again is Stan Wilson. Hello, Joe. Do you not count yourself as one of the legends then? Uh, yeah, well, by proxy. Yeah, two of the three. I'm, I'm the master he's the third. of this whole operation. Oh, he's the third, so... He can't be joined by himself. Fair play, exactly. fair play. Uh, for, the, for the listeners at home who do not have the joy of watching me on video, I'm wearing a Pikachu onesie right now, and I feel very empowered by it. Mm. Yeah? It's quite a joy as well to watch it. This has opened up new avenues for my daily attire. Yeah, you're so, going to put a jacket and tie on on top of it to go to the office. Yeah, serious Pikachu. <laughs> and then if you ever get on my nerves and I want to find out what's caused it, I go into Detective Pikachu. Nice. Um, what's that? Just a trilby hat? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to segue that cleanly into what, what we're talking about on the show. I'll All you need to know is that your drop back experience has been elevated massively. Exactly. Pika Pika, all that good stuff. Well, uh, it was an interesting slate of games this week. Uh, there was a few, well, I say interesting in that, I mean, most things kind of happened as we expected to happen, them, but there was two in particular very interesting results, which I'd like to get into. The mm. first of which... Are you sure is, you want to get into it, Joe? I've, I've come to terms with it now at this point, to be honest. I've come to terms uh, so with I it. So I call the Pikachu stuff with the coping mechanism. <laughs> yes. The Ravens lost uh, 17 to 41 wow. to the indoor practice facility-less Bengals, <laughs> who mm. for many years were a joke. Um, however, this year looked particularly good. Yeah, especially I, in AFC, that's what well, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't get it either. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, one one week, our defense looks impeccable. And I'm just going to go out and say it wasn't Marlon Humphrey's best day at the office. Technically, his worst ever day at the office. Yeah, wow. Statistically, it would be. He did get if an interception, but at that, in the game. at that point, it's basically just... It's, yeah, it's like the game, garbage, doesn't actually the game was done by the time he got his pick, wasn't it, pretty much? Yeah, I mean, we could have like scored seventeen points, but it was basically done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the score lining lines a bit misleading. I think it was close-ish till until like, fourth, towards like midway through the fourth, and then they ran away with it. Like you did a good job against the run game until they needed to run the ball to eke out the clock, and then then that and you stopped doing a good job I'm there. Saying, Screw that. <laughs> yeah, but as I said to you, Joe, prior to the show, is is like Baltimore are renowned for good defense, and they. Although they'll live and die by man coverage, which I think they chose die this weekend. Yeah. Um, I've never seen such bad tackling consistently from a Ravens secondary as we saw today or yesterday. Yeah, yeah. the Ravens generally they're fundly they're a fundamentally sound team. They're very well coached, but this game they just sort of let that get away from 
I think I think there was a yeah. lot of um, especially when we got behind people trying to punch out the ball instead of like really wrapping up and making the tackle. Mm. And what basically happened? It happened like two or three times for Marlon Humphrey is they go for like a punch and then they just break the tackle and yeah. run off for a touchdown. It's like you had three identical touchdowns where they caught the ball on the fifty yard line against and just ran it in with like. There was one particularly bad one that Jamal Tate chased. Jamal, Jamal Chase broke he, three like, simultaneous yeah. tackles. Yeah, it was like, one of those where it's like the person tackling him gets tackled by someone else who's trying to tackle him, who was again Marlon Humphrey. Two hundred and one yards for Jamal Chase as well. That's a hell of a day. You know, it's so strange watching him play, and I really appreciate Jamal Chase. I'm very happy we took him in a, in our in our fantasy. Yeah, you proved me wrong there. Yeah, I definitely did. But well, he has. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll how much credit, credit you want to take I'll for take him playing well? For it. All right, Thank you, you spotted much. it. So yeah, I I do think Jamal Chase is just so interesting to look at because it, it doesn't really look like he's doing anything. He just runs past people and people just get absolutely burnt all the time. I mean, to be fair, on the catch and run from the fifty, he did have a nice slant route that completely burnt Marlon, and then it was it was game over from there. But generally speaking, he just runs past people and then he just mm. catches the ball. It's like. What is yeah, he doing? He, he's more like a long strider than one of those receivers who have like quick feet and their legs move at like a ridiculous speed. They move mm, at a ridiculous yeah. speed. His legs are sort of like out of sync with the rest of his body, but like, yeah, he's sneaky fast, some would say. Well, didn't he run like a 4 3 something? And everyone was like shocked at the combine. He's actually like, oh, yeah, he is actually that quick. He's yeah, I thought he was just like game quick. They yeah. would test well. Yeah, oh, and we, like now, we now understand. Why people haven't been pressing Jamar Chase though, because he just doesn't work. No. And that yeah. Marlon Humphrey just couldn't get it right. That's Marlon Humphrey's whole game <laughs> is heavy press. And if it doesn't work, oh well. Try and go for the peanut punch. Very much didn't work though. So yeah, I mean, uh, on the other side of things, I mean the Bengals O line really held up very well throughout the game. I think they only allowed one sack on the day. Which is Justin Herbert, um, Houston though, was absolutely munching on what? What's their left tackle called out of Bama a few years ago? He he was a Jonah Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they have done a good job of proving everyone wrong that they should have taken Panacea all over Jamar Chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just couldn't consistently pressure Burrow uh, that much from mm. what I could see. And to be fair to the Bengals' defense as well, they they did very well at containing Lamar and pretty much played shutdown coverage while containing Lamar, so he had nowhere to throw it to. He couldn't step up into the pocket and just look as comfortable. I mean, he still had a decent day of it in the end, mm. but... Well, know. early on, he was absolutely rinsing them. I thought you were going to run away. If it had gone one way, I thought you would have run away with the game because there was that big heave to Marquise... Um, Bateman was having a good game. Um, what yeah. Bateman end? only catches first downs. It's beautiful. I know, he does. He's not a short route runner, though. That's the thing, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He doesn't go to him on third and short as well. He's an absolute boy. Yeah. But, yeah, I was surprised how well they did getting consistent pressure. And you can maybe say rightly that your O-line has been absolutely decimated by injuries. Ronnie Stanley again, unfortunately. But I didn't say that for last the year. week, so I can't. No, exactly. But also, I think it's just time we start to give this Bengals uh, defense a good Bengals defense some credit. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they looked good throughout the entire season. 
Um, yeah. yeah. And before the Packers game, people were like, oh, let's see what happens when they play a fin- finally play a good team. And they lost that game, but they took the Packers for overtime and played quite well throughout. And now they beat the team that was number one in the AFC. Yeah. And it's just weird as well. It's like when you look, when we looked in that going into the season, when we were looking at that defensive lineup, there wasn't really any standout players. And now no, we thought, oh, they'd probably ever pay for Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson is a great defensive end. Like he, he chose the right year of his contract to step up and prove that as well. Like he secured the bag with the Bengals. He's continuing to live up to that massive pace that he receives. Sam Hubbard's and, a good player as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it is crazy how this Bengals team, who everyone wrote off defensively, just shut down one of what we thought was the best leading offences in the league. I think we, yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, on the other side of it, sorry to be a bit biased, but like you can't you can't say like after one one bad week that it's you know it's any less good of of an offense. I mean, it was just no, a... I no, I no. You're five and two still. That's very respectable. But I think more than it being a criticism of the, of the Ravens, this is more a compliment towards yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals for just completely exceeding everyone's expectations. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, I. Uh, None of us can say whether we would have predicted this scoreline. No, no. I think we were like, oh, we're not sure who's going to be bottom of this division. They're not the Steelers. I mean, I don't think they'll be the number one seed in the AFC. But, oh, no chance. But given what the AFC is right now, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, are the Bills the best team? Are the Ravens still the best team? Not the I Chiefs. Know. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, just before we get on to the Chiefs, do you think this is more? Do you think this is the the Bengals could potentially beat out the Ravens in the AFC North? Is this, no. is this a sign of that? I don't. Know. I still have more faith in the Ravens, but I don't. I don't know why. I just. I guess I just, on an organizational. It's level. just in organizational level, yeah, for sure. But in terms of injuries, you've been absolutely destroyed by injuries. Yeah, only about thirteen players on the IR or something like that. I think I heard in commentary at one point in the game. And it grows every week. <laughs> that is a lot. But yeah, I think I think you're right. If I was watching the game, I would be more optimistic as a Ravens fan than I would as a Bengals fan than I would be pessimistic having watched that as a Ravens fan. I think Stan was right that it says more about the Bengals than the Ravens. It is worrying though how yeah, your rushing attack wasn't able to function either. Like the Lamar Jackson was lead carrier with twelve carries. The next most was Lev Bell with five. I know you're on a committee, but still yeah. you've got to be able to You've got to be able to run the ball more effectively like that if that's like the the pinnacle of your that's like the the, the main part of your offense. Yeah, we kind of need to run a committee. We ain't got no running backs. Yeah, exactly. TV had a nice brought uh, stat at one point being like Lamar J. Um, what's it? Jackson? Bloody hell, Lamar James. It's been it's been a long day. I had forty rushing yards. The rest of the team had minus four. <laughs> and that sums it up. Yeah, pretty. That, much. That's not good. That's not good. No, it really was not good. That's, that's some expert analysis. It was very much not good, but very good for the Bengals. Not good, Jeff. Not good, Jeff. <laughs> Moving on to the Chiefs. The Chiefs uh, may be in a bit of a shit show here, to be honest, boys. Just lost 27-3 yeah. to three to the Titans, who they very well truly should have beat. On they know paper. are the Titans good now? They've now beat the Bills and the Chiefs back to I mean, back. At the start of the season, what were you we saying about the Titans' defense? They suck. They did suck against the Cardinals week one. They did absolutely suck. 
And they lost to the Jets. How did they lose to the and Jets? Then they, and then then they the held the Chiefs to three points. <laughs> why not? <laughs> it's a funny old game. I mean, it was t- it doesn't, doesn't so many turnovers, but... Yeah. Like, the one year that Mahomes doesn't have loads of turnover-worthy plays that don't get picked, he has fewer, and they all turn into turnovers. Mm. I mean, the Chiefs I mean, actually did a good job stopping Derek Henry, but it's probably because they put everyone in the box and just got destroyed by play action. And because on. the new OC can't use Derek Henry properly, but that's another issue completely. Oh, man. I mean, Derek Henry's been pretty dominant yeah, over the last four or five of... weeks. I think he's had like over 150 know, yards just... and two touchdowns every week. I know, but if, if there are stat lines like this, it's just, if, if they come up against a load of box, they've got nothing to do against it because they they run between the tackles way too much for my liking when you've got a back like Henry, who's the one of the quickest backs in the NFL as well as one of the most powerful. He's got good he's long speed, though. Going, though. Yeah, he's quick when he gets going, but it takes him a while to get going compared to other backs. Like, Yeah, he does have breakaway speed, but it's, he's not going to you know, reach full acceleration in the first 10 yards. Yeah, I thought it was a well-called game for the Chiefs. They saw his eight-man boxes. So like, right, we're just going to take advantage of these one-on-ones. And it's how we thought they would be able to look when they signed um, Julio Jones to go along with AJ Brown. We are who they thought they were. Yeah, like Nick Bolton was the only guy that looked interested in tackling Derek Henry. So it's like, right, we'll just throw towards you then because we know you can't do that. Mm. Which is sad because yeah. I know you like him, Stan. And he's very good at run stopper, but it'd be nice if someone around him helped in either aspect of the deck of the game. It's nice to see AJ Brown healthy and uh, kind of living up to his preseason hype. Yeah, yeah. Help my help my help my um. Oh no, that's sorry, the other Brown. Never mind. But yeah, no, it is good to see like the the finally that um wide receiver pair actually doing what everyone thought they were going to do, rather than just sucking. Like maybe <laughs> maybe this is the offense finally finding its rhythm. Like they've they've had success with Derrick Henry in weeks previous. Now, if they can try and mix that in with the play-action game, maybe they can finally become what they should have been week one. Yeah, it just shows that you can't just put eight in the box and that's the game done for the Titans. But like they do another way to win. Which They have two it... dimensions now. Woo-hoo, look at them. All the dimensions. But, I mean, each week we've been asking the question, now when's it time to panic about the Chiefs? Now, right? Gone? Time's done? The button has just been pressed. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Chiefs could lose the division. I think they could come last. I mean, the Chargers are absolutely a better team than the Chiefs. I mean, Is the turnovers time? are killing them, but the offense has to play so perfectly every single week because of how bad the defense is. Is it trade can't time? Perform. Is it trade time for the Chiefs? Do they need to make a big trade to say stay in this division? There's so many holes on the players, defense. Who do you add? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. I can't. I can't think of many. Uh, Aaron Donald. Maybe. <laughs> it would help. Aaron it Donald might might do something on that team if you want to give up a million picks. I think it's just we have to. I like at the season. Like we're all guilty of it being like, oh, the Chiefs are still great, but this has actually been quite a mismanaged roster that's been bailed out by having. Mahomes and Andy Reid, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Like the resources they've put onto the D line, like going Frank Clark and giving him a shit ton of money to go along Chris Jones, they have been getting no pressure on opposing cornerbacks, um, offenses. Mm. 
What well, I mean, happens if you've got shit corners? You've got to, they, those two positions have to complement each other. The cornerbacks buy the defensive lineman time. Yeah. Yeah, but like they don't win their one on ones either. Well, there's the issue. Well, that's what I'm saying. You put resources yeah. into the D line, you need to win your one on ones. Yeah. That, that was never really a problem for Jones in the past. No, but he's also now having to play out of position because they've got no edge rushes left. So they're playing a guy that should be a three tech as a sort of a, a wide nine guy. It's just, it's just not what his role is. Like, he's still doing all right because he's still Chris Jones. But play him in his position, it'd help. But hurt the rest of the day. It's just... Uh, do you remember when we were all praising that luxury pick of Clive edwards Hilaire? What was it? Was that must have been 2020 draft? Yeah. Yep. Well, after us, you won the championship. Oh, you're gonna yeah. go, you're gonna rattle off some players they could have had. No, no, I wasn't gonna do that. But I'm, I mean, it's not even the fact that he hasn't lived up to expectations. It's the fact that they've now got so many holes. Looking back on it, given how badly they've drafted since 2017, bar a couple of like, it's sort of papered over by the fact that they've drafted some absolute studs. But around those like three or four guys, they've got nothing to show for it. And it's obviously much easier to say in hindsight now, given how bad the defense is. Quite a lot of teams are like that. They have their studs they pick in like the first few rounds and then they just can't draft elsewhere, which I know is a lot harder to do. But you do have to be able to pick up some guys that can eventually start in the later rounds. Otherwise, you are screwed. Yeah. yeah. That's the way football works. You have I to haven't even been consistent early rounds. Mm. Yeah, Clyde was hilarious. Does that maybe support the rationale behind some people's um, logic that like don't pick running backs in the first round? Oh, here we yeah. go again. Maybe, I don't know, but the thing is with this, it's like yeah, I said, it's, that's easy, right. here it's, we go again, so, it's so much easier to say in hindsight because if yeah. some of their later guys had played off, we'd be like, oh, look at that. They've got Clyde Edwards Alaire to go along with a great defense. So I don't think it's a no running backs in the first round thing. Sorry, Joe, did you want to defend that yourself? No, no. I'm I'm done with that uh, that line of arguments. I think Clyde Edwards was a lair. If he had turned, if he had been what we expected him to be, is the perfect running back you do take in the first round because he can. Well, at LSU, he was good between the tackles and he was a great piece you can move around the offense. Like I wouldn't have any, if I've got no issue with McCaffrey or an Alvin Kamara being taken in the first round as well. Yeah, no, I don't have an issue with those two, but they're anomalies though. You can't just say, oh, this guy can catch and run. Let's take him in the first round because 99 times out of 100, you're not going to get CMC or Alvin Kamara. No, but you could say that about most receivers you take that are just quick. You shouldn't take in the first round. Yeah, route running comes first. I think think that's it. Maybe, I mean, I imagine that they thought that Clyde Edwards-Alaire was going to be a Kamara or CMC, hence why they took him. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was B as well. I thought he was outstanding at LSU, but he hasn't been able to replicate that footage that we saw of him when he was playing for them. So, are the Titans better than we thought, or are the Chiefs just that bad, really? Both? Can both be true? Yeah, I think both are true. I think the Titans have taken steps forward since week one, where they got absolutely decimated by the Cardinals. And the Chiefs just obviously haven't lived up to our expectations coming off a super uh, like a, a super out, loss. Cardinals are a pretty good team. So Cardinals are a very very fucking good team. We should still be more concerned that this Titans team lost to the Jets and they got smashed by the Cardinals. So, oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Very true. The Jets defense, by the way, that the bloody New England Patriots just put what fifty odd points on. The Jets are such a weird fucking team. Like, it did 
nothing changes. When you say weird, you mean bad. Yeah, I mean, I mean bad, but it's just weird in the fact that they changed so much. They changed the offense. Be... They changed the defense. They brought in a, a good personnel, like... and it's just all just gone to shit. Yeah, like, I really like there have been no positives office. really. There have been so like so lack so many like so many bad things from the season. Just so few positives to take away from it. Does it just come down to the owner at that point? No, we, we don't know how much input he has. I mean, maybe they did have such a sh- like the, the, Jets, the roster is bad. The roster has been bad. It's going to take a little while to overturn, and maybe it's because then the process of trying to figure out who's worth keeping. It's pretty much been bad since Mark Sanchez took them to like the AFC Championship that one year. I mean, not pretty much. I think you've basically hit the point of genesis right there. Yeah, that was a weird year on Madden. I think just Mark suck. Sanchez was like a ninety overall. Yeah. Didn't they make the AFC Championship two years in a row or something? Maybe. I don't know. My Jets history isn't that good, surprisingly enough. That's unacceptable, Joe. You should be able to at least know the 21st century Joe finishes. Joe all that jazz. Of every... <laughs> Joe Namath, Mark Sanchez, shit. Other than that. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Jets have had a historically bad record of drafting first-round quarterbacks as well. Just... Chad Pennington was supposed to be good, allegedly, but I don't think I ever watched him. Definitely before my time. It was like kind of just average, really. It's also hard to succeed when your offensive line are like they're like turnstiles. Does make it difficult. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, they cannot protect the quarterback, and yeah, you lost Mackay Beckham. There's still four other guys that you know are supposed to be. Well, Elijah, Elijah Vera Tucker has been a master positive. There you go. Yeah, but that's one guy out of five. So you just don't line up against him. Yeah. There's four other choices, fella. Exactly. Then you move them around to play. <laughs> no. Well, to be fair with Elijah Veritaki, you could. Yeah, you could. Ooh, can the Chiefs cheat, can't miss the playoffs, right? They can. They can. I mean, they can. It is possible. I mean, there, is, there is no rule in the NFL rule book which says the Chiefs cannot miss the playoffs, so they could potentially. I, I still think they'll at least get a wild card spot. But I think they're in serious contention of missing the playoffs. Yeah, I'm just gonna see. I'm just sorry. I'm just gonna get it Can up. You see, see. What the rest of their schedule is. No, I was gonna see where they were in terms of the standings, and like who who's around them. That... They're technically last, aren't they? Because Denver's won more games at the start of the season. Oh, you're right. Yeah, they're not even in the playoff picture right now. There you go. So it's gonna be between them people like. Browns, Steelers, Patriots, Colts, Chiefs. And yeah, I mean, the Broncos are shit. It's not going to be them. No. But technically got a better record than the Chiefs right now. Oh, I mean, Charge technically in the wildcard spot as well, but I think they'll make it. Raiders are better than the Chiefs? I don't know. Yeah. Raiders have beat the Chiefs right now. I mean, they beat us, but um, we we went with the old tactic of let's just play over the top. And oh shit, everything underneath is open. So, but they have just like I thought their offense would be crumbling down after John Gruden left, but no, it's been fine again. Maybe he did nothing. Maybe he was just all talk. Too much talk. Yeah. Too much talk. Too much talk. Drafted out and sent an email. Any other general takeaways from the yeah. week? I got I got a few questions for you. Go on then. Um, did the Panthers waste their time signing Sam Darnold, who they're on the hook for 18 million quid next year? Quite potentially. 
I think you just answered your own question. He's there, terrible. Saying, he's terrible. He's, he's a great red zone rushing threat. Yeah, well, so is anyone if you stick on a bootleg, pretty much. Ah, they put him up the middle as well, Dan. Don't understand. Oh, don't you dare understate Sam Donald's weird. I like, rushing I ability he... inside the five. <laughs> he has moments of talent, but there's just so much inconsistency. And honestly, I think he's just been messed up. <laughs> the Jets really just completely screwed with this man. And I don't think he's ever really going to be the same. Again, he's a guy like Tua, though. What was his elite trait coming out of college? Um, he's got a good arm. He's yeah, but it wasn't yeah. elite arm strength. What have you just said? It's good. a very good arm. And he is, he's yeah. a good mover. So, like, there is definitely Pocket more presence. there than average mover, average arm. Yeah, but there's above average. And then there's every successful quarterback in the NFL has some kind of elite trait that makes your jaw drop and be like, wow, that's almost like superhuman. What's Drew Joe Burrows? Brees. Mind pace. Mind pace. Mind pace. <laughs> it's like Tom Brady, though, isn't it? Yeah, but Tom, Tom Brady got there. You don't come into the league with elite mind pace. I think we hope. I think Joe, Joe Burrow's ball placement and mind pace was phenomenal coming out of college. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying, I'm trying to think who's been in the last few drafts. And then, yeah. Who, who are the best young quarterbacks in the league then? Best young quarterbacks in the league Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. Dak. Dak. Dak's still young? Dak's yeah, what, he's 25. Like 27. Tw- nah, that's, that's, yeah, if he's 27. I don't know how old he is. He's... I think he's 27. Let me look it up. Either way, elite, but. Yeah. I think he might be a couple of years older than that, you know. He is. He is? Ooh. Come on, Detective Pikachu. Give us the numbers. He can't find it quickly because he doesn't have his trilby hound. Oh, god damn it. 28. 28. 28, not young. Not young anymore. I mean, it's young considering Tom Brady is 44 years old. Yeah, but relative, relative to Pat Tom Mahomes Brady, technically young. Is, is younger, 26. So we're talking about young QBs and we mentioned Dak, we might as well mention Pat Mahomes. Stan did mention Pat Mahomes, to be fair. I, I think it was like the third guy he said. I, still think, I think with Mahomes. the mind stuff, it's, it's hard because you don't know who has that coming out. You can't be sure. Like, yeah. Tua was supposed to be a great reader of the defense and he's shown to be panicking you just, after yeah, the first you can't gone. tell. You can't tell in college. It's just completely different. I think you can tell on a game-by-game game basis, but you can't make the general sweeping like statements like that because some games are different than others and only, you don't face complicated defenses all too much in college. There, are, there aren't many complicated ones. They all run relatively simple concepts. It's more just the fact that they rely on beating you by having better athletes than having better schematics. Um, will the Cardinals lose a game? Because they've now got Zach Ertz, who went for sixty-six yards at a touchdown. This team, man, I just, I'm so surprised still at how well the defense has played. Considering the cornerback room. Before the season was, it was giving me worries. I was happy Mark with the Marco Wilson pick because he was a very good corner coming out of college. Do you know he was the pick that you um got? He was the pick you got back from the Texans in the Andre Hopkins trade. That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> that is brilliant. It's, yeah, will the Cardinals lose? Like, what do you guys think? Uh, I mean, yeah, they'll lose again. They, they could lose too. I, I could foresee them losing to the Packers or the Cowboys. I don't think they'll lose the Packers or the Cowboys. I mean, you the Rams—they could lose to the Rams. Yeah, again. I, I th- if they were, if and they we could definitely lose... lose to the Cowboys. 
Not saying they definitely will. They definitely could lose to the Cowboys. We could, yeah. But if if we are to lose a game this season, I would. You'd think it'd be. It'll be it'll be a divisional game. The it'll Seahawks. be. It'll be the Rams or Seahawks. It would. Would it be the Seahawks? No, it depends just... if they play. It depends if they play them before. The Seahawks always Russell beat Wilson. us at home. They always beat us when we have, whenever we play at State Farm. They always beat us. But at the same time, you when was the last time you were this good? Never. This is the best Cardinals team of all time, probably. Better than the Kurt Warner one. Seven and zero. Like I, I don't. You are what your record says you are. Exactly. I mean, weren't the Steelers like eleven and zero last year? Yeah, and we will very much. They're not what their record says they are. Exactly, because they weren't. <laughs> True. Yeah, but this Cardinals team looks like they can actually do things on both sides of the ball, unlike that Steelers team. We've got playmakers everywhere on the field, and it's amazing to see. After so many years of hurt. Dan's going to release a Three Lions remix about the Cardinals before the Super Bowl. Nice. Oh, 100%. Depends who we play, though, because if it's against the Bucs, there's just no point. I don't know, like... I would, I would, corner, I would. Depends if the Bucks corners get healthy or not, doesn't it? True. But Tom, Tom Brady, Brady looks like he's just playing with teams on offense. He's just—he's outrageously good. Like it, it cannot be stated enough how impressive he is to be doing this at, at the age he is. Yeah. I think, as a sign of effect, they should put him in the Hall of Fame the season he retires. Like you don't need that five-year period with Tom Brady. Just stick well, him just, in. Just to think about in it. In fact, oh, make him the only yeah. ever player. To make the Hall of Fame while still active. Oh, he's just incredible. Like, how is there any debate? It's like, you know, with the Peyton Manning thing, it was like they were all saying, oh, it was 10 I don't seconds think or something any like sane that. The person is debating whether or not Tom Brady should be in yeah. the Hall of Fame. Put him in now. Put him in while he's active. There is no, there is five, no debate at all. It's at least he's... five years since his first Hall of Fame career wrapped up. Yeah, true. Yeah. No one's going to vote against him. He's a, he's a first ballot. Well, he's the greatest of all time to ever do it. So. He's one of the greatest athletes in world history. Yes. I mean, yeah, no, this is a breaking news. <laughs> but yeah. You can't think of many other sports where people have won seven championships. I, yeah. But haven't it, there been some like... Have, Wayne Gretzky got like 11 or something, didn't he? I don't know. That could be off. Ronaldo's up there as well. Him and Ronaldo up there is the greatest, some of the greatest of all time. Which Ronaldo? Cristiano. But in terms of like achievements. Yeah, but there's achievements on a team sport and achievements on an individual level. And in, achievements on a team sport are very impressive, yes. But they also do depend on the guys around you. I think you should look at the way they perform individually a lot more and how they elevate their team rather than the so performance you're going over of the team. Ballon as well. Rather than uh, Champions League wins, yeah. Case. But Ronaldo's yeah, but, quite a few Champions League. Yeah, there, there is well, Champions League, Tom and Brady there's the thing... quite a few MVPs as well. Yeah, I think what... Ronaldo probably is more two or three Ballon doors than much. Yeah, he has MVPs. But what was more impressive is what what both of those players were able to do with their teams, particularly Ronaldo at Portugal and Brady with some Patriots offenses, where you stick another quarterback in there. They don't have the skill position players around, and neither of them play defense. Exactly, there is the common common trend. I'd like to see Tom Brady lay 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 the wood on someone though. Yeah, that's yeah. That. 
there must be a clip from when he was like in preseason or something as a rook or early in his career before they realized he was actually really good. Of him just like on throwing an interception, just nailing a cornerback. On the so I remember, there's that play. There's that play against the Jets a couple of years ago, where he like I come, he runs a fake or something. And he just like squibbles through about five Jets defenders, and it's like, why is none of why are none of you hitting him? He's pretending to have the ball, and they all just sort of. Oh yeah, they just avoided him. They didn't want to touch him. Yeah, it's the Brady tax. The Brady tax. Oh right. Yeah. Well, Matt Matt believes in this. So... Kyler Murray's getting that right now. That's two weeks in a row with some absolute nonsense roughing the passer penalties. Last week, he just got a little push. This week, he he full-on ducks into a guy. And given he's only five foot four to start with... Five foot four. I don't think you could blame a defender for if he's ducking, hitting them in the head quite gently. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. We're winning games, even if we get that call or not, so... Yeah, yeah I don't think you'll want them the game, so... Brett Beach gets fired though, doesn't he? Do, if you're the Chiefs owner, do you fire the Chiefs GM after this season? You've got to. There's been complete case of roster mismanagement. That's your job: manage the roster, put the head coach and the coordinators in the best position to succeed. He hasn't done that. Yeah, think how much of a genius we all thought he was after the after the season, getting into the new season when we we're like, oh, they fixed all their problems with the new O line. Well, the O line, yeah, the O line did look fantastic coming into the year. Don't think we really expected how much the defense was going to drop off. No, in fact, yeah. we, def- we definitely didn't expect how much the defense was going to drop off. We knew they were going to drop off. We didn't think they would just completely suck because we th- we saw, oh yeah, they've still got their DC. They're, they'll still be fine, but no, it just had together. to be decent. That's all they had to be. Just average, like well, that's all Spags had to do. Does he get fired as well? Yeah, mm, I don't know. It depends if you look at it as like, well, what do you want him to do with those players? Like, are those players starting level players? True, true. That would be my counterpoint to that. But at the same time, he is residing over a defense that is utterly useless. So maybe so. Think how many Jets pl- coaches got fired? Did they ever have a chance? What no I'm one saying. think of the Jets coaches. <laughs> how we got back to the Jets? I, I didn't even want to end up here, but here we are. Here we are. We're always at the Jets and the Dolphins. Shall we talk game picks? What's yeah, before I mean, there is absolutely nothing like the. I've, I had to work it out to say how many blowouts there were this week. Average margin of victory eighteen point six points across the games. There you go. There, there were two within one score, and one of those was Browns Broncos, and the other one was Falcons Dolphins. This so, is a week for the fans. Which fans? The fans of the winning Every team. Every week's a week for the fans. This is not a week for the fans. The, the the true sports the lovers of the game want to watch you know mm. 30 point dickings on a week to week basis no they don't I don't like no, watching blowouts uh, only, ca- only casuals I'm like being blowouts. serious Jesus Christ yeah alright game picture wanted yes please yeah, I would like it... to you to read out in reverse order because uh, I would like to pretend like I'm first I'll put it through in the edit. <laughs> okay. Um, three of us actually picked the KC Chiefs to lose on the topic of um, them. So <laughs> I, I don't remember the last time that, was, that was ever happening. I was like, hmm, this seems like an easy win. <laughs> Alas. All right. It was not. So heading into Monday Night Football, which is the Saints heading to Seattle in sixth place. And 
any sort of imagination can end right now. It's Joker Stanzo, 63 and 42. How was that brief moment of bliss, though, Joe? Still a good record, though. It is. No, no, it's not. That's the same record I had last week, but I was on like 62 wins (laughs) last week. (laughs) In your last place, place, pipe down. In fifth place, Matt Burns Peak, 69 and 36. You're gaining on him. You clawed a win back this week. In tied second place, three three people on 70 and 35. It's Alex Voice Choice, Daniel Muller, and Sam Lewis. Which means one win ahead of the chasing pack at 71 and 34. Is that the reigning defending champion? The reigning defending Super Bowl champion. It's Dan Wilson. Did you call yourself the Super Bowl champion? I am. It effectively is, really, if you if you win the sweepstakes. Uh, sweepstakes. Yeah, well... Pretty, pretty good. Yeah, so you feeling, feeling confident? Always. I won last year. I'm going to do it again this year. And on that bright and cheerful note of utter <laughs> despair, we bring our show to a close. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Dropback. You can also... Go check out our articles, lists and such on thedropback.com. Very great reads. We've got a great community of writers, great guys, all round, great team. What else? Have I missed anything? I don't think so. I've been Joe. I've been Sam. I've been Stan. Until next time. The Dropback with Sam Lewis, Matt Burns Peak, Joe Costanzo, and Sam Wilson. I know I know my reads. I know everything I need to look out for.